Well, hey everyone, we are back after a holiday last week. I hope you all had a wonderful 4th of July celebration, and I hope you are ready for a new episode today. I uh, hope it's challenging, and and hope it makes you chase after Jesus harder than you ever have before. Let's pray, and we'll get right into this week's episode. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, bring to light the things that you want to show us. Pray that our hearts and our minds will be open and ready for you. And I just ask that you would change us today. Change us, God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I uh, I recently started a 40-day fast. Now, it's not a full fast. It's a partial fast. Fasting from certain foods. Um, I'm fasting from coffee, uh, TV, social media, news, and a couple other things. Um, and here's why. Uh, you might know that I've had uh, stomach stomach issues for years, years and years and years. Um, I've battled acid for a very long time and have been on multiple medications for a couple decades now. Uh, but what you might not know is that occasionally I'll have these episodes where like in the middle of the night, I'll just wake up choking on acid. Um, like I literally can't breathe for a short period of time, like, like 10, 15 seconds ish. Um, and it makes me cough like crazy once I can breathe again, my throat's all irritated and it's also amps up my adrenaline because I'm sure you can imagine waking up in the middle of the night, unable to breathe is just terrifying. Well, I recently had one of these episodes. It was early last week. Um, I just ended up, I just ate way too much unhealthy food. And on top of that, I ate too much unhealthy food too late in the day. So, you know, I woke up just choking on acid. Um, and I knew it was going to happen because of how I ate and when I ate. You know, I went to bed knowing I was probably going to have one of these episodes. And I still, I still ate that way. And I still ate that late. It was stupid, completely stupid. Well, the next night I went to bed, pretty afraid that it was going to happen again. And as I was laying there in my fear, um, God spoke to me and he was super direct about it, which I'm glad he was. And he said, you know, you're afraid and this is happening because you're addicted to food. It's sin and you need to stop it. And I knew he was right. Um, I knew he was right. I love food. I love bar food. I love, you know, unhealthy food, wings and beer and fried everything, like the worst stuff. Um, I knew he was right. I'm also pre-diabetic, like diabetes runs in my family. I'm pre-diabetic. I'm prone to diabetes and I still didn't change the way I was eating. Why? Well, because like God told me, it's an idol in my life. It's a sinful relationship with food. So that night, I decided to do a fast. And knowing that, you know, the 4th of July was right around the corner, I decided to start on July 5th. My wife had already bought food. You know, we had burgers and hot dogs and all the things ready to go for 4th of July. Um, you know, just America all the way. And uh, we already had plans put together. So it was just a really practical decision. Like this is already in the in the in the works. So July 5th, that's when I'm going to start my fast. And because I was getting ready to do a fast, like most of us do when we know food restriction is coming, uh, whether it's a fast or whether it's a diet, I made sure to eat all the things I wanted to that day. And that was July 3rd. So I ate everything I wanted to, then I went to sleep. Then I woke up 
choking on acid. Surprise, surprise. And it was one of the worst episodes I've ever experienced. Like, one of the worst ever. Like, to the point I had to go sit on our recliner for a while after that because I knew that if I had laid down, I could just feel it, like, still in my esophagus. Um, I, I could feel it. It was just, it was just going to happen again. So I had to go sit on the recliner for a while. And almost as soon as I sat down, God spoke to me again. And this is basically what he said. He said, I told you that food is an addiction in your life. It's a sin that you need to repent of and get rid of. You plan to do a fast, which is good. But before starting that fast, you thought it would be a good idea to indulge in the very sin I told you to get rid of. And it, man, it hit me hard. (laughs) It was very corrective, emotionally corrective, spiritually corrected, corrective. But it made me realize that I really could not approach this fast like a diet. That's probably what I was, you know, basically going to do. It's like, I'm just going to, just going to diet for a while, but I couldn't do that. If I just did a diet, it would just, it would be me simply acting in the strength of my own flesh and my own will instead of willfully sacrificing the part of my my heart that idolizes food and letting the Holy Spirit change me and free me of this addiction. I knew that if the Holy Spirit wasn't involved, then I would just be indulging a different part of my flesh, you know, the the, the pride in me, the, the strength in me, um, that I can do it on my own uh, part of me, and I'd end up right back in this same sin again, 40 days or not. Now, I share this with you all for a couple of reasons. Number one, I definitely want your prayers. Um, you all know me, so you know I'm not like, you know, a perfect person, regardless of me being in leadership or anything like that. Y'all got, y'all, y'all know who I am. So you know that I'm not perfect. I definitely, I, I covet your prayers. I need help in this area. And it's only going to change by the power of the Holy Spirit because I can't do it on my own. Um, and the second reason I'm, I'm sharing this with you is because I want you to be aware of how much we probably all tend to indulge our flesh. I want you to be aware of how much we all tend to indulge our flesh. You know, I think uh, sometimes we probably don't even think about how much we indulge our flesh until we're either convicted, like I was, about something specific, or when we spend time evaluating our lives and um, seeing how we... Uh, like cater to our flesh and indulge uh, our every desire. Um, I'm hoping that one of those two things happens with you today, either you know conviction or evaluation, because indulging the flesh is quite the opposite of what Jesus calls us to do in order to chase after him, right? So let's let's dig into this idea of the indulging the flesh. Let's dig into this a little bit. Paul specifically mentions indulging the flesh in Galatians 5, uh, verse 13. It says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Now, let me pause there real quick because we're called to be free from a lot of things. But one of the things he's talking about is being free from slavery of sin, right? You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, Do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Don't indulge the flesh. Okay, well, how do we do that? Well, one of the things that has skyrocketed in our culture over the last five to ten years is this idea of self-care. Now, I'm not saying that self-care is bad. 
Um, even when I was in therapy, I was told that I needed to be better at self-care and I did a lot of work at that and I had to do so, uh, or I had to do that so that I could heal some things in me. But I think what happens in our mind, or at least in our culture, when we hear self-care is we think it means to, as Tom Haverford and Don Amigo from Parks and Rec, if you haven't seen that show, it's awesome show. It's hilarious. Um, they would say, treat yourself right? Treat yourself. Um, so if you've seen Parks and Rec, specifically the episode where they have a treat yourself day, you probably understand that what they were actually doing was just indulging their every desire. Whatever they wanted to do or get or buy, they did. But let me tell you something. This is not self-care. This is self-indulgence. And self-indulgence is not self-care. They're very different. Self-care is simply caring for yourself. What does that mean? How do you care for yourself? Well, you do it the same way you would care for a patient or your child or a friend. It's just focused on yourself. Indulging your every desire to try and like lick your emotional wounds back to health is not only ineffective and counterproductive, but it's damaging and sinful. Like you wouldn't tell a patient who is addicted to drugs to indulge in that behavior and then call it caring. That's not caring. You would call it destructive. Uh, you wouldn't tell your child that eating nothing but candy is fine. I promise you they do want to eat nothing but candy. Um, you wouldn't say that's fine. You would tell them that eating healthy is important, especially if they want to live a long life without disease and pain. And you hopefully wouldn't tell your friend or con or tell your friend to continue fooling around with or having sex with their boyfriend or girlfriend. You would tell them to flee temptation, to stop and honor God with their bodies. Self-indulgence is not self-care. And in order to battle our flesh-indulging tendencies, we have to do things that sacrifice our flesh. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, 24-27, he says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and I keep it under control. Lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. And I love that Paul says that he disciplines his body to keep it under control. I think we as a society in general are not very good at discipline, like not at all. I think you can see that just by looking at the amount of fast food that we eat, the uh, the fact that the average American is obese, um, and you can see it by how much credit card debt the average person has, right? One of the things uh, that most of us lack is self-control. But if you remember in Galatians 5, 22 through 24, self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. I love the way he ends this, this section here. And those who belong to Christ, those who belong to Christ, what do they do? They have crucified the flesh. 
They have crucified it. They have killed the flesh. Do you belong to Christ? Have you crucified your flesh? Because it doesn't say that those who belong to Christ, those who belong to Christ, indulge the flesh. No, it says they crucify it. They put it to death. They put it to death, and that is truly what self care is. Because when we deny ourselves and live according to the Spirit instead of according to the flesh, the result is actually what we're trying to get through our indulgence, which is life and peace, right? We want life and peace. Romans 8, 5, and 6, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is is life and peace. It's life and peace. So, when I play the music and we enter into this time of prayer and listening, ask the Holy Spirit to show you where you've indulged your flesh. Ask Him to show you. Ask Him to show you the things that you need to crucify. And then ask the Holy Spirit to change you. Like He might even tell you to do a fast. He might tell you to do something else. I don't know. But listen to the Holy Spirit. Whatever the Holy Spirit says, obey. Do it. Give Him every single part of yourself. Because that is true self-care. Let's pray. (sighs) Father Jesus, Holy Spirit, just forgive me for indulging in myself, God. Forgive me for placing so many things above you. Um, just forgive me search my heart today God and just poke at the things that need to die like poke at them with a sharp stick and bring my attention to them reveal them to me and don't let me breathe another breath without being changed by you God I need you and I don't have the strength to do anything without you change me in Jesus name I pray Amen. All right, guys. I'm going to play some music, pray, listen, confess, and obey the Spirit's leading.
right, I'm going to close in prayer, but if you need more time, just rewind this and continue to focus your attention on the Lord. Let's pray. Father Jesus, Holy Spirit, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you that you never leave me in my sin, but you carry me when I'm weak and you guide me when I can't see. Thank you. Change me, Lord. Lead me. Help me give you every part of my life. I give it all to you now. Open hands. It's yours. It's all yours. In Jesus' name, amen.